Well, the Warriors are now 0-3 in Summer League. That's not a good start to, to the summer for the Golden State Warriors, but there's a lot to discuss about that. Chris Paul had some eyebrow-raising comments regarding his role with the Golden State Warriors, and there's still some free agents out there, and the Warriors still have an open roster spot, maybe even two. We're going to talk about that and so much more next. This is Locked On Warriors. You are Locked On Warriors. Your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. That's where every live show is. I'm coming to you live from West Sonoma County. That's where the Locked On Warriors podcast studio is. And we're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You can follow me on Threads, folks. That is the new text-based application created by Instagram. At Dog Wild, that is at D O G W I L D, super easy, seven letters, one word, Dog Wild. If you're still on Twitter, you can follow me there at Dog Surf Rocho. And this program is on Twitter at Locked on Dubs. I was hoping Kylan Mills would join me. This has turned into a chaotic week for her. Uh, so she will be joining me at some point. <clears throat> I just don't know when. <clears throat> Excuse me uh, for that. But uh, she'll be joining, the, she'll be back with me soon. Uh, just turned into a very chaotic week for her. Uh, so I'm manning the ship solo, but there's a lot to talk about. I'm going to obviously get to the chat uh, when I can. But first things first, I got to talk about Chris Paul. Uh, because when the Warriors first made the move, made the trade to acquire him, uh, you know, the, the, the thinking was that he would be a great player to come off the bench for the team. Uh, we've heard commentary regarding how valuable he could be as a mentor to Jonathan Kaminga and Moses Moody off the bench. He's talked about uh, his, his how adept he is at the pick and roll with uh, Dario Sharich. Uh, uh, and so the thinking is Chris Paul, sixth man, comes off the bench. You leave your starting five that had the highest net rating in the NBA last year intact. Great. And then Mark... And Mark Medina, my, my boy, uh, he doesn't come on the show because he's under a contractual obligation with Fox Sports. Uh, they have exclusive rights to him. Otherwise, he would be a regular guest on this program. But Mark Medina, uh, I don't know if he was if he was on Fox Sports Radio. I don't know where he said this, but he's been getting a lot of grief. And look, when you when you poorly report something like this, it's it is deserved. Uh, Medina came out and said that Chris Paul is going to be okay coming off the bench. And so the thought was great. Okay, so Chris Paul is going to come off the bench. Um, this idea that that Mark Spears of ESPN floated out uh, when the trade first happened, that uh, Chris Paul was going to be a starter um, and that Kevon Looney was going to come off the bench. I mean, that seemed pretty wild because you're turning a team that's already fairly small into the most diminutive team in the NBA, uh, you know, where, where Stephen Curry becomes your shooting guard at 6'3". Um, so... For a moment there, I think people were kind of like calm and accepting of the fact that Chris Paul was going to come off the bench. Uh, but then he got asked about it. Um, I don't know who asked him exactly. Let me pull up this clip here. But um, the Warriors have been doing some press in in, in Vegas. That's where, uh, you know, Summer League is going on. 
And Chris Paul actually was introduced there, including his jersey. He's going to wear number three. Um, and he answered some questions from the media. And the question of Chris Paul's role came into play. And his answer, I think, surprised a lot of people. Here's what Chris Paul had to say. Following up on that, I mean, presumably you'd be coming off the bench, playing with the second unit that's a lot younger than this, the Warriors of the past have been, JK and Moses. Just what do you think of, of their depth, their, their bench players that you might be playing on? Uh, you coach me. <laughs> no? <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I don't know what is what the situation is going to be yet. You know what I mean? So I think that'll be for us to, to figure out once we get going. You've never come off the bench in your entire career. Is that something that you'd be willing to do? Um, like I said, it'll be a conversation for us when camp starts or whatnot. But me and Steve have talked or whatnot. Uh, you know, that ain't something that you'd be like, what up, man? Where you start when you come up? You know what I mean? So I think we'll figure all that stuff out in camp. Following up on that, I mean. And look, first of all, that's not exactly the answer maybe you want to hear from Chris Paul when it comes to him perhaps being open-minded, him being maybe like team-centric. Uh, you know, even if, look, the fact is, based off that attribution, he has not had a conversation with the coaching staff. Um, there was a little snide, uh, pointed commentary in there about, well, are you the coach? Um, look, there are certain players in this game that just take an incredible amount of pride uh, when it comes to being a starter. Uh, Clay Thompson's another one. Uh, uh, Steve Kerr, will not dare uh, broach the subject of Clay Thompson coming off the bench. And now here's Chris Paul, who in his entire career has never come off the bench. I mean, we're talking about his rookie days where, I mean, he's been in this league for, you know, near, nearly 20 years. Not once ever has he come off the bench. This has been a player who has started 100% of his games. And so whether or not that's factoring into this, you know, the, the, the fact that he's used to, uh, being a starter, the fact that, you know, certain players, maybe they view being a starter versus coming off the bench as like a status symbol type thing. Whatever the reasoning is, certain NBA players just don't like the idea of coming off the bench. And Chris Paul, based off that attribution, is clearly one of them. Doesn't want to think about it at all. Uh, and <laughs> so, by the way, Ginji Gawk, um, look at the chat for the first time today, right? So uh, he looks fat. I don't think he's out of shape. I think that was just a camera angle. Uh, for any aspiring media professionals or broadcasters, always remember, have the camera look down on you. If it looks up on you, now you get that double chin. If you got one, uh, uh, suddenly becoming prominent, you always want the camera to go down on you so the chin looks more sharp. Uh, you look thinner. So I'm guessing it was a camera angle thing. But the bottom line is, um, Chris Paul's, I, I, I don't think this is going to be really a debate when the season starts. It, it, the Warriors... Their starting five is not big to begin with. Um, look, Clay Thompson's big for a shooting guard, but Draymond Green is not big for, for a power forward or a frontline player. Kevon Looney is not big. He's not small, but he's not big for a frontline player. If you if Chris Paul is your starter, I mean, you that is such a diminutive team that uh, opposing teams are going to take full advantage of that, posting uh, players up left and right, attacking the paint, not having to worry about your shot being blocked. That is a recipe for, for abuse, for elderly abuse, given how old the Warriors are. So th that cannot be an option. Um, and again, kind of weird of Chris Paul to not give like a team-centric, to not give the diplomatic answer there, which is that, you know, if, if that's what's needed for me for the team, I'll do whatever it takes. No, he did not give an answer like that. His first response was, are you the coach? 
Uh, so the dude was just not stoked about it, even touching uh, that subject. I agree with this sentiment um, that it's not who starts, it's who finishes. I, I wholeheartedly agree with that notion. But clearly, Chris Paul and Clay Thompson don't agree with that notion. They don't want to come off the bench. So, um, and, and, and Retzel, you're absolutely right. When it comes to net rating, uh, Retzel writes, the dub starting five was the best in the NBA last year. That is true. Now, the the, the antithesis to that, the, the counterpoint to that is the dub starting five also didn't play together since uh, or last played together in December. Uh, Andrew Wiggins started dealing with injuries and then he had his his issues with his dad. Stephen Curry was dealing with injuries. Um, so uh, so the, so those five did not play together. The five you're referring to being Steph, Clay, Wiggins, Dre and Looney since December. Um, so the sample size for that net rating is fairly small. It's fairly outdated. Uh, and then when they did come back together, finally, in the postseason, they got their asses kicked by the Lakers uh, and didn't exactly light things up against the Kings, barely surviving that series. So I don't know how much we can look into that net, net rating staff for the starting five for last year. But regardless, uh, we'll see what happens with Chris Paul. But I really hope that does not become a, an issue this season. Um, because if that does become an issue this season, th then this season is just done. I mean, I don't, they're, they're, in my opinion, if this team wants to win a title, uh, they're hanging on by thread in terms of contention status based on the moves they've done so far. And if you got a disgruntled Chris Paul who's not going to be happy coming off the bench, forget it. I mean, this, this whole season is just going to be one thing after another if that's the case. But hopefully things will have resolved. Um, now, Zach Schmeltz uh, writes real quick that Chris Paul uh, can be traded August 6th. So he might not even be here to start the season. I don't know uh, if that is going to happen. I understand that it's a possibility in theory, but um, I, I look, they brought Chris Paul in here for a reason, and that is to to anchor that second unit. Um, so it would shock me if they traded him again. Uh, but you're right. It, it was about chemistry. It was about uh, getting that, that Jordan Poole contract off the books and that player who was clearly, clearly disgruntled off the books whether or not his disgruntledness, if that's a word, uh, has merit, that's a whole other, other discussion. He clearly has a right to be upset given his teammate cold cocked him. But um, so that's a Chris Paul situation. That's going on. That's what's going on there. Uh, when we come back, though, um, there's quite a few free agents still available. Um, and, and we got to touch on that because the Warriors do have one and possibly two roster spots open. Um, and the question is, what are they going to do? Uh, with those with those with those open spaces. I mean, are, are they gonna use it on a lesser Quinones? That that is a move that I do not endorse at all. I'll explain why. It's nothing against Lester, but um he's if you're giving your 14th spot to Lester Quinones, you've got some huge issues. I'll explain what I'm talking about in just a moment. Uh also got to talk about uh the Warriors uh, first round pick Brandon Pajemski um and his performance through the first three summer league games. Uh, leaving a lot to be desired. I think it's the best way to describe that. Uh, there's going to be a lot to talk about on the show. First, got to give some love to Bird Dogs, uh, one of the fairly newer sponsors of Locked On Warriors. And let me get their, their overlay here. Um, and look, one of the things about Bird Dogs that I absolutely love is that they are the post-pandemic uh, style setters, the, 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 the trend setters, the fashion setters. Bird Dogs is all about two things, looking good, and feeling good. It's a clothing line for the gentlemen out there. They sent me a sample. Uh, I'm really stoked that they did because it, instead of trying to, you know, make things up with a script, I'm telling you legitimately how I felt from wearing their clothes. And I loved it. 
it, the, the bottom line with bird talks is this. You're not only going to feel amazing, right? If you're like me and you're home most of the time, you're a total homebody, you work from home. Uh, so comfort is a massively uh, huge variable to consider for what you're going to wear. Bird Dogs has you covered in that regard. It is super comfortable, but here's the best part. I'm not only incredibly comfortable wearing Bird Dogs, but if I want to step outside my house, I'm not going to embarrass myself. I'm actually going to look good in the process. And that's what Bird Dogs is all about. It's shorts, it's shirts, it's pants, whatever they got. It's all about feeling amazing with cloud knit fabric that looks like khaki, but stretches. So you get this way slimmer fit. And at the same time, again, you're looking phenomenal. You, you look good. Um, and not to mention, they also include this amazing uh, and free Yeti style tumbler that comes with every order. I got mine. I use it everywhere I go. So go to birddogs.com slash locked on NBA or enter the promo code locked on NBA for a free Yeti style tumbler. Again, they sent me one of those. I absolutely love it. It's it's my home for my beverages. Go to birddogs.com slash locked on NBA or use the promo code locked on NBA for a free Yeti style tumbler. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. You are locked on Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. Every dayers, follow us on Twitter at Locked On Dubs. Kylan Mills, again, who was supposed to join me today, uh, last minute scratch. She's going to join me soon, obviously. And th this summer is going to be full of guests. And when Summer League is over, that is officially the dead time for the NBA. And that's usually when I pick up my phone and start making calls. Uh, Rick Bucher, I already spoke to him. He's going to come on the show soon. Uh, going to hopefully get Mark Jones back on the, on the show soon. It, we sh it should be a, a, a great summer. The, the ultimate goal is to get some Warriors players and or coaches. We'll see how that goes. But again, just follow us on Twitter at Locked on Dubs. Follow me on Twitter at Dog Surf Roadshow. And I'm now on Threads, uh, my preference for social media. So follow me there. That is at Dog Wild. Uh, let's see what's going on uh, in the comments real quick. VVVVVVVV, uh, right? Corey Joseph is not leading anything. Corey Joseph is your third string point guard. Uh, you're not really relying on him for much. Um, I, so I don't know what that was in reference to you, but Corey Joseph is fine for your third string point guard. He's a legitimate veteran. Uh, doesn't really have many holes in his game. He's not necessarily going to light it up, but he's not going to make mistakes either. He can play defense. He's a fantastic three-point shooter. I will say this. He's a lot better uh, than his predecessor. Um, Retzel writes, and I agree with you, the second unit right now looks good. The bench is going to feature Chris Paul. It's going to feature uh, Dario uh, Sharich. It's going to fe feature Gary Payne II. Well, I'm going to talk about him in just a moment because it was a, a great report about him. Jonathan Kaminga, um, whose time hopefully is now, and Moses Moody. And that's one of the things we have to really hope for this year, folks, is that their minutes are not going to be jerked around like they were last year. It is time for Kaminga and Moody to be full-time members of this rotation, getting 20, if not minimum, 25 minutes a night. They've earned it. They deserve it, and they have the talent for it. So I hope we see them play. Um, <laughs> Ernie B. Hernandez defending Chris Paul most likely writes, it wasn't Chris Paul's idea to be traded to the Warriors and be demoted to the second unit. And that's, again, that's where, like, uh, you know, I don't see it as a demotion. Uh, it, to me, it's all about who's finishing the games, but a lot of players do see that starting role 
uh, as a, that promotion slash demotion. They do see it that way. It's it's it is weird potentially, maybe not, but Chris Paul certainly sees it like that. Um, I want to quickly talk about those summer league because uh, the Warriors with the 19th pick in the draft. Um, and Kurt Porter, uh, please let me know where you saw that report. Kurt Porter is writing the chat that the Warriors are waiting for Rudy Gay. I, I don't know if that's true. What want to be the the worst thing in the world. I just don't. He's I just don't know if he's cooked. He's old. That is not a spring chicken. Far from it. Um, I just don't know if Rudy Gay is. Uh, you know, are you bringing him in to replace Iguodala? I, I don't. I don't know. That that wouldn't excite, excite me. Um, David A, you are correct. That Kenny Atkinson is still on the on the coaching staff. I don't know if that's a good thing or not. Um, Poison Clan seventeen oh seven. I've read that as well. Although although who knows what you can believe with a report like this that Mike Dunleavy Jr. is not in a rush to sign another player. That might be true. Uh, we saw what happened last year, at least with the two way players, uh, where we unfortunately uh, one minute it was going to be Lester Quinones and it was going to be Quindary Weatherspoon. All set to go as your two two-way players. I was loving that. That was to me when everything started spiraling. It was when the team made the last minute last minute decision uh, to go with Anthony Lamb and uh, and Ty Jerome as the two-way players. And I remember thinking to myself too before that decision was made. Ty Jerome played, I believe, in the last summer league game and made this costly turnover near the end of the game. And I'm thinking to myself the whole time. Well, at least he's not going to be on the team anymore. And then the very next day, Quindary Weatherspoon was, re was replaced with, with uh, Ty Jerome. And to me, that was the beginning of the precipitous slide of the Golden State Warriors last year. But um, the, the, right, the Warriors drafted Brandon Pajemski. And in the three summer league games he's played in so far, it's been, yeah, yeah. You know, like he, like some things he's doing looks good. Uh, I think he's a, he's a solid ball handler. He, he looks more like a point guard out there. Um, his stat line in the three games against the Dallas Mavericks. This was today. Side note, NBA TV, get your crap together. This has been going on for I don't know how many years where NBA TV is only available on, I think, like Dish and maybe one other cable provider. They're not available on Hulu Live. I know people have told me they're available on YouTube, uh, YouTube's live TV uh, subscription, but I've already got the Hulu Live TV set up. I got the family thing going. And point being, it's like, why are you not available most places nba get your you know what together and make yourself available market your brand please uh so i couldn't watch this game you have to have nba tv to watch today's game when they play the mavericks they lost this game 98 96 the warriors are now oh and three in summer league but brandon pajemski is one of the players i'm personally taking a very close look at i would love to see trace jackson davis uh his hamstring is reportedly healing but he has missed his third summer league game in a row. He has yet to play. We have yet to see him. He also missed the two California Classic games. So Brandon Pajemski is, has been my large focus in terms of studying his play, seeing how he is. And look, he can pass the ball. He can handle the ball. Uh, his motor solid. Um, you kind of see from watching him play why he averaged over eight rebounds a game as a 6'4 guard at Santa Clara. But he also was drafted, uh, you know, under the, the premise that he's a lights-out shooter. Um, he was a 43% three-point shooter in Santa Clara. Now, this is where the competition can get a little sketchy when it comes to who Brandon Pajemski played against. Uh, Santa Clara is not in what you would call a highly competitive top-grade conference. Um, they're not playing uh, these elite college teams. So who knows what the competition really was as Pajemski was, was setting up to shoot 43% from three. Was he completely wide open? Uh, was it just that much easier for him? Um, the competition is a lot more stiff right now. And his shooting has been abysmal. 
Uh, in today's game, he was one for 10 from the field, not from beyond the arc, from the field, one for 10. He shot 10%. Now, he did have uh, seven assists. He did have five rebounds, uh, but one for 10. He had five points total. Uh, I don't know how he had five points total when he had three free throws. Uh, so something's off with this box score unless something else happened. That is really weird. But nonetheless, um, not good. Not good. One for 10 in 32 minutes of play. Not good. Uh, I, 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 I couldn't watch the game because it was on NBA TV, but I heard he also missed uh, a potential game-tying layup at the end of the game. I'll take a look at the chat to see if anyone else has any any has any, has any comments on that. Um, Ginji Gawk writes uh, that he was getting isolated every position possession. I'm sorry, um, but anyway. So now, and Salvador Estrada writes that the Warriors could have also taken Chris Murray. That is true. Um, we had uh, uh, Raphael Barlow on this show who would have he endorsed the idea of Keegan Murray's twin brother being drafted. But when I saw Cam Whitmore fall uh, to number 19, uh, you know, Cam Whitmore is someone who's projected to be top 10. Some people had him going top five. Uh, the ESPN crew who was broadcasting the draft, I think Jay Billis was there along with uh, uh, JJ Redick and some others. And they all were clamoring for, for Cam Whitmore when he was still available for the 19th pick for the Golden State Warriors. This is a tough-minded, physically tough player, technically listed as a guard, but he's more like a, a small forward. Maybe with the Warriors, he'd be playing power forward. Um, and, and real quick here, the uh, Brandon Pajemski, I'll get to the Cam Whitmore numbers in a second, but the Warriors did not want him. Uh, Mike Dunleavy Jr. had Brandon Pajemski slotted number 11 on his draft board. Uh, and this also raises another uh, a concern um, about the Warriors scouting department. I've had insiders tell me that the Warriors have the most understaffed scouting department in the NBA. Um, if what I heard is true, and I, I hope someone uh, clarifies this, but but I've heard that they have a staff of four people total for their scouting department, meaning these are the folks that are flying around. These are the folks actually uh, 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 scouting and researching individual players. And my understanding is the Warriors are not investing on in that side of things. And someone was jokingly, I think on Twitter the other day saying, well, you know, Santa Clara is just down the street. It's in their backyard. And, and that's probably why they went with Brandon Pajemski because they don't have anyone scouting players and he's super close. There might be some truth to that. Like, like that was a joke, but I literally heard that concern from two different insiders a few weeks ago as serious notions that because of Santa Clara's proximity, it's easier to scout and observe the player and that that could have been a factor for Brandon Pajemski. I pray that's not the case. I hope that's not the case. But the Warriors do have a very light scouting department. And, and Brandon Pajemski, in the game against the Pelicans in Summer League, his stat line was uh, the following. He played 33 minutes, had 10 points on 3 of 16 shooting. All right? So he was 1 for 10 against the Mavericks, 3 for 16 against the Pelicans. Did have 10 assists, did have nine rebounds. Okay, so there are some positives here, but he was also a minus 12 in the plus minus. And then in the third summer league game they played, this was, I believe, the first one against the LA Lakers. Brandon Pajemski played 30 minutes in that game, had nine points on three of 10 shootings. So his shootings regressing uh, through summer league. He was one for four from deep in that game. But again, he also had 11 rebounds in that game, only had two assists. So the point is, look, this is summer league. Uh, we can't read too much into things, 
But at the same time, you know, this is this is your audition. This is your time as a young player, if you're in summer league, to shine and show uh, your teams and show your fan bases what you're made of and why your team invested in you. Now, what has Cam Whitmore been doing uh, playing for the Houston Rockets in his three games so far in summer league? Well, against the OKC Thunder, he played 34 minutes, scored 16 points, grabbed eight rebounds. His shooting wasn't great. He was one for eight from beyond the arc. He was six for 14 from the field. Um, but he was also a plus 14 in the plus minus, and they won the game. In another game in Summer League, Cam Whitmore played 32 minutes, scored 14 points. This was against the Portland Trailblazers, uh, had 11 rebounds. Um, again, not a great shooting night, still better than Brandon Pajemski's, was 5 for 18 from the field, 1 for 6 from 3, but he was a plus 9 in the plus minus. Again, scored 14 points, and the Rockets won. And in the third summer league game for the Rockets. They played the Detroit Pistons. Cam Whitmore played 29 minutes in that game. This one, he did shoot well. He was nine for 16 from the field, three for seven from beyond the arc, uh, scored 21 points, um, was a plus two in the plus minus, and the, and the Rockets won that game. So again, summer league means absolutely nothing. It doesn't count toward the standings. Um, the players we see uh, come preseason, come regular season, could be night and day from what we're seeing right now in summer league. But some patterns do emerge sometimes from summer league. And so far it's again, this is just through three summer league games, but Cam Whitmore is looking pretty damn good. He does look, I've heard multiple uh, quote unquote experts slash analysts say this, that Cam Whitmore looks like a men among boys. Um, and I just hope the Warriors don't regret whiffing on that. It was, it, it seemed blatantly obvious to me when Whitmore fell to 19, that the Warriors should have taken him. He was taken with the very next pick by the Houston Rockets. Brandon Pajemski, meanwhile, when it comes to rebounding and when it comes to assists, he's doing good. But so far, he looks like a glorified, slightly bigger Nico Mannion. And I really hope the Warriors did not swing and miss with a number 19 pick uh, in that regard. Uh, got a lot more to talk about on the show. Got to. Get, I'm going to address, obviously, the chat and, and I got to talk about free agents. There's still a lot to discuss. First, I got to give some love to a very important sponsor of this program. And that's BetterHelp. And the reason why I say it's important is because of the service that they provide and because of how important mental health and seeking quality mental health is. Um, again, today's show is, uh, this episode is sponsored, uh, brought by BetterHelp. Give online therapy a try at betterhelp.com slash locked on warriors and get on your way to being your best self. And look, I mean, I don't know if you're like me, but at least since the pandemic, I sometimes get anxiety issues, still do every now and again. Life in general is just super hard. And therapy is important. It, it's, you know, your brain in a lot of ways is like a muscle. You got to not only exercise it. And when I say exercise your brain, I mean reading. I mean actually doing things to improve your intelligence quotient. But it's also an organ there that needs healing sometimes. If it gets damaged, whether it's emotionally, whether it's literally physically. And that's where... Therapy can be a huge help for you. And with BetterHelp, you're getting private service. You're getting online service so that you have flexibility in terms of where you're getting your therapy, when you're getting your therapy. Um, it, it, it's it's relatively affordable. They, you have options when it comes to health insurance. Again, it's entirely online. It's super convenient. It's super flexible. It's also very important to connect with your therapist. So if if you you decide to proceed, you're, you you uh, subscribe to Better Health and um, and Better Help. I'm sorry. And your first therapist, let's say, is someone you don't get along with. 
you can quickly switch therapists and, and keep going until you find someone that you feel comfortable with, that you connect with. All you have to do is just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists anytime with no additional charge. That's a huge perk. So let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash NBA today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash NBA. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts. You can follow me on threads at Dog Wild. You can also follow me on Twitter at Dog Surf Roadshow. Um, and yeah, Lil Panda, I totally agree with you. Uh, Summer League is just that. It's, it's an exhibition. It's mostly young players. Um, but again, you would like to see your players showing some growth and some development and some positives, especially when you're investing in a, a number 19 pick uh, in a player. The live version of this episode went nearly an hour, so I split it up into two parts. Stay tuned for part two of Locked On Warriors. <laughs> 